With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Gambler starts now. Here's Adam Kaufman. There are so many sports happening right now. I don't even know what to put in the show tweet. It's why it's not out yet, Dan Watkins. I thought the Equinox was was last week. This is, it's, look, I'm going to sound spoiled as a a sports fan. I don't mean like Boston sports fan or anything. Just sports. Just as a sports fan. This is too much. This is, we got the, I was talking to Brian Butt. He's running the board. He says, we got the Celtics on. We got the Bruins on. It's a Monday, so there's Monday night football. The return of college basketball. There, there's so much happening right now that it is, it is dizzying. It is absolutely dizzying and making matters not worse for the you know you guys or anybody out there listening this is a very me situation for some reason i'm i'm in my basement i do the show from home for anyone that doesn't know and and the tv that i am normally watching as i'm doing the show something is wrong something is wrong with it and i i can't change the channel oh what are you stuck on it's well. I've turned it off. I'll, I'll turn it back on. I will tell you what it what it's stuck. But I can't like it's. It's not. Oh, this is a battery. You know, we need new batteries in the remote. No, no, it's not. It's not the remote. It's the actual TV. It some. It's well. It's the cable box. But it's, it's for some reason on the remote. I I hit guide. Nothing. I hit you know the the channel up down. Nothing. I I can I can change the volume. I can turn it on and off. Here's what's on. Did you- it's stuck on NBC's The Irrational. Okay, so you were watching Sunday Night Football last night. Correct. And I uh, apparently I, I haven't turned the TV on since. And then when I did at some point today, couldn't change it. Did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? I, I, I unplugged <laughs> it. I blew, on, I blew on the back of it and nothing. Absolutely. So I've, now I have resorted to pulling up the just you know the the stream the i have the monday night football stream on xfinity on my on just on a browser on the computer now and brian in in my ear a second ago he says you know we we got the second field goal so we made a, a pre-show parlay for monday night football which is something i can't believe we didn't start doing this at the very beginning of the year this yeah. this is just just to give us something to sweat and watch and more official picks and everything on monday nights because we enter Monday without a parlay, and where, where's the fun in that? And so Brian's pick was over one and a half field goals for Greg Zerline, which just hit. And of course, you know he's telling me that that he's lining up for the field goal while I'm watching on my web stream that is still like second down. <laughs> and I I have no problem with him. I don't say that because he spoiled it or something. I want to know. I just can't believe the lag. I can't believe how far behind I am. 
Yeah, sometimes you still got to, ha- you know, have the physical cable like into the wall to get you the most up to the minute thing so you're not behind. But yeah, that uh that's tough. But no, that was that was the perfect Jets drive for us because we picked up a boatload of Zach Wilson passing yards, which we're also sweating. We're up to 140 now. I think the number we got, what did we get? 216 and a half. I believe that is correct. Okay, so still we're looking good there. We got uh we got our second Greg the leg field goal, so we've hit that leg, and then we just need uh, like 11 yards from Eckler receiving, and we're good. So we're we're trending well, but overall, Adam, I would describe this night right now for me personally as we're we're teetering, and we can go one way or the other right now. Let's yeah, keep uh, well, going in the right direction. I, I hope we keep going in the right direction. Definitely, I mean, I was a little concerned at halftime when I looked at Zach Wilson's yardage because he obviously wasn't even at 100 yet. So very important drive, as you noted. The Jets' offense has just done so little in this game. Against when the we started worst texting a little while ago in the yeah. league too, <laughs> I know it's crazy, and, and I, I don't know. You know, I, I've got Justin Herbert two hundred plus passing yards and multiple parlays, so I'm I'm certainly sweating that. And I knew what the Jets' defense was capable of. I just you know he's hit that number in all but one game this year, and honestly, I I expected and I realized this should be a closer game. The first seven points for the Chargers coming on a, a kick return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I this. I, I just kind of assumed I, I have the Jets plus three and a half in this one. I don't know about you. I was thinking that the Jets were either going to keep this one close or, or even outright win it, which ten minutes to go in the third quarter, that certainly could still happen. But I, I figured there might even be some playing from behind for the Chargers and Herbert having to throw the ball more. So we'll see. We need more I I personally and anyone out there who did the same thing I need more passing yards out of Herbert yep. we obviously need another catch or two to get us the yards for Eckler the good thing is he's he's at least been aware of him he is he's you know sent the ball in his direction uh, what four or five times at this point in time so we need a, a another grab or two and well the big one here is the thing that everybody and their mother was on today including mm. myself myself included that was Quentin Johnston over on his receiving yardage prop, and he's only at four yards right now. We need him to get it to like 32, 33. Correct. All right, there's Neckler drop. That's not good. <laughs> so so I'll, I guess I'll see that in about 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you uh, Maybe, you know, when we uh, get ready to put the show to bed, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to find out yeah. what Eckler does on, on that specific drop, how how close he would have come to having it. See, I, I just saw the drop. So that is our lag. I've, I'm, all right, that's not bad. No, it's not, it's not awful. So, all right. We take a deep breath. There's a there's a lot happening tonight in, in the world of sports. Obviously, Celtics in a close game. Bruins are at last check up to nothing in their contest. Two one. And, and it's two one. Two one. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Just as I say it, it changes on on my phone here. So up to one. Still 15 minutes to go in regulation. That one. Celtics down by two. About six minutes to go in Minnesota. And that one. Derek White. If uh, you haven't been paying attention, he had a baby. He's missed the last couple games now and uh, he has been sorely missed in this contest and uh, so we'll we'll see if Boston can find a way to pull this one out obviously it's very close multiple guys in foul trouble both sides for that matter and the return again as mentioned earlier of college basketball and I put together a massive uh, 25 leg heavy favorites parlay that uh, I, I need to check La- last check a you know, I don't know, a half hour ago it was still live. I have to look and see how it's doing. I'm hoping it is. But, uh, again, massive favorites. Like, every team that I threw in there was favored by 
at least 10, 15 points, and in some cases, 25, 30 points. So hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, <laughs> that ends up coming to fruition. Among the many bets that I am sweating tonight, here's what we are doing here this evening, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's a Monday. It's our NFL review preview. We will take a look back at what happened throughout most of yesterday and even a little bit tonight. Uh, week 9 in the NFL with Aton Chander from Odd Shopper, Stochastic. He will join us coming up in another five minutes or so. Stick around a couple segments. We will look ahead, early betting lines and, and just feelings, nuggets, all of it uh, going into next week when, of course, the Patriots, I don't know if uh, people are going to be setting their alarms if, if you have a, a late Saturday night to get up early for oh a 9.30 start in Germany to face it was, the Indianapolis Colts. Did you watch the end of that game yesterday morning, the very end, when they were like previewing and teasing this like the Patriots-Colts game? I I mean, I had it on, and but I wasn't like, intently oh, paying attention. I was, I, I, I was sitting there swearing at the television because just to just – I'll, I'll let you continue. Just so you know, I had a I, – I, I, I put together a three-game this I would not advise this like don't do this but I did uh, I this is not like smart betting this is just you know chasing what should be and probably ninety nine point nine times out of a hundred would be free money I put together three games alternate totals teased them way way down uh, in in what were supposed to be high scoring games that one the Eagles Cowboys and the Bills Bengals. Those three games, and I brought the totals all the way down to like the low to mid 30s. And I parlayed those together and I threw 100 bucks on it. And I got hooked in that game. The other two, you know, w- would have cashed by 10, 15 points each. Right. That stupid game, I needed literally a single point in the fourth quarter, a point. That's it. One point in the entire fourth quarter. There was no scoring after the third. I got hooked. Yeah, Tua made one of the worst throws I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, that third down play at the very end, it like went. It was like a total rainbow throw that was like nowhere near his receiver. Uh, but yeah, what I was talking about, they they so like they start teasing the Pats Colts, and I think it was Rich Eisen. It was just so deadpan. Just and we don't know if that one's going to live up to the hype of this one today. <laughs> the Patriots I don't think so. Uh, but if you look ahead to the Week 10 schedule in the NFL, it might be the worst standalone slash primetime slate ever created. So we have, <laughs> I think we have Carolina Chicago Thursday night, mm. Sunday morning Pats Colts, yep. Sunday night Jets Raiders, and then Monday Broncos Bills. That is just a gigantic, terrible slate. Uh, put out by the NFL for their standalone games this weekend, so it's 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 going to be rough. But you know what? We're going to bet them all. So oh, of course we'll bet them all. What's funny too is that even hearing them now, it's not like you would sit there and say, "Boy, what well, you know the the NFL was hit with some bad luck. Should have had a handful of good teams in there." Like they're they they all kind of even projected to be bad teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can you know maybe Denver was supposed to be better than they were. Eh, right? I I mean, I never believed. I don't think you did. No, not not. Not a ton, but I didn't think they certainly been. thought the Patriots would be better, but sure. not you know. Did, but I thought think the Colts they'd... were going to be te- absolutely terrible, right? And they're better than uh, than uh, than the Patriots. And then didn't, no expectations for the Panthers. 
No, certainly not. Or the Bears. Or the that, Bears. For that matter. I mean, I so, guess. Yeah, just, a, just an ugly week even put together by the yeah. schedule makers, let alone how it's transpired. Sure, for sure. I mean, then, of course, you know, the Jets, the Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers thing. And I guess people people did think the Raiders would be better than what they have been. I mean, good for yeah. them getting that win yesterday, but still. So, yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible uh, standalone sleep for the NFL this weekend. Well, we will talk much more about it in the coming segments with Aton Shander. The final segment of the hour, bankroll repairs. Those hit two out of three over the weekend, so uh, th- those were some of our betting successes. There were not, honestly, as a show, a lot of them. Individually, hopefully it was a good weekend. I had a pretty good weekend, but as a show, uh, not great. Uh, and then uh, second hour, we will have Zach Cohen back with us talking some college basketball. Looking forward to that. Really the first opportunity to do that on this show because, of course, we launched May 1st, so the NCAA tournament tournament it was behind us we we haven't really done college basketball on the show so that'll be fun and then jeff Ulrich, that's right coming on consecutive shows he was on with us for our friday football preview in the nfl went game by game with us for much of an hour tonight sticks around for a couple segments and we will do nhl because we got a pretty big slate on with us tomorrow said moose you know you said you wanted to keep up in your appearance total well here we go let's get you to a dirty dozen tonight Let's step aside when we come back. Aton Shander will be with us. NFL Review Preview. It's The Gambler with Adam Kaufman here on WRKO. We are back. The Gambler with Adam Kaufman here on WRKO. If you miss any of the show or past shows, because honestly, a a lot of the stuff, it's not all just night to night. There are some things when we're talking futures or we have extensive weekend preview things that uh, may may happen on a Tuesday, but they're still good for the weekend. Even tonight, right now, when we look ahead to week 10, just a little bit in the NFL, still good throughout the week, depending on massive amounts of injuries or insane line movement or whatever it may be i say that to let you know to remind you always check out the podcast again gambler with adam kaufman it is available wherever you get your podcast be it spotify pandora apple stitcher you name it we're there we greatly appreciate you and uh rate review most importantly subscribe obviously that is always number one so you can find out whenever great new information is posted from us because dan there are some ups and downs when it comes to the bankroll it's a a very fluid space you know we have uh i'm just looking back here through even just i mean we we launched on may 1st so you know let's let's pick it up and let's say i don't know Let's go to the start of football. Baseball, baseball was a real killer, so I, I want to acknowledge that. We we were, you know, early start of July. We were sitting around plus fifty units as a show. We yeah. dropped all the way down to plus thirteen units. We went on a real ugh over about a five week period. Oh yeah, the second half of July was brutal, and it was Just, brutal for everybody. Awful, absolutely gross. And then we pulled it all the way back up. Went on a, you know, we sort of leveled for a while, and then went on a great run. Pulled it up to plus almost seventy units, almost seventy units as a show. And that happened uh, really start of October, so about a month ago. Now, uh, right now, it's a little up and down. It's a little up and down depending on on the week. You know, kind of some some even weeks. Right now, we stand at plus 46 and a quarter units as a show. Still more than profitable, obviously, if you've been with us from the very beginning. 
but uh, it, it ebbs and flows, no doubt about it. You know, last week we had a, a plus nine unit day and a and a negative six and a half unit day, and that is just what happens when you have so many insane amounts of sports going on at the same time. Yeah. We're keeping an eye on this Chargers and Jets game. It is seventeen to six still. The Chargers are in front. The uh, Jets were driving. They've punted it away, and so the Chargers get the ball back. We'll see what ends up happening, obviously, and maybe Austin Eckler can get us some receiving yards. We need two that would yards. be helpful. Or no, we need a little more than two. We need twelve, I think. Yeah, we well, Something we need like to get we need to get there, and we got a, a quarter so many, change to do it. I have so many parlays with him at like to get to twenty five plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I keep forgetting which one's which. But um, if we can just you know kind of just look back to this past week here. How can you not be just beyond impressed with what the Cincinnati Bengals have done? The Without past, a doubt. With, with, with the past few weeks. I mean, last night, that to me looked like the best team in the AFC. Uh, plus 750 now to win the conference. Uh, they jumped Buffalo. Buffalo fell down to um, plus 850. When we talked last week um, during the uh, review preview segment, I think the Cincinnati was at like plus 900. So they're creeping up there. They're behind just Baltimore still ahead of them, I believe. And then the chiefs, but yeah, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow looks healthy. T Higgins. He's finally getting going. I mean, all those different weapons he's got. I mean, he's getting the Burrow's getting the tight ends involved last night against Mm -hmm. Buffalo. So like, I don't know how you can pick against that team right now, especially with Kansas city. Like they're good. Don't get me wrong, but they just, they don't overly impress me. They just kind of hang, you know. They just kind of hang around, and they just wait for the other team to make dumb mistakes. Which I mean, is what the Patriots did for so many years. Well, how- I think where people are getting lost when it comes because it's look, it's a it's a three team race in the AFC, right? I think we can all agree on that. It's Cincinnati now that, as you acknowledge, Burrow is healthy and back, and and the way they're performing, and and uh, I, I I wish I had made some bets on them when when they were struggling and he was hurt because I. I certainly felt, and I said it on the show at the time, I certainly felt that if he got right, it's just it was such a giant if, the ankle sprain that he had suffered in training camp and how he was going to respond to it because he hadn't been responding well, he couldn't throw the ball downfield. But if he found a way to get right, as he obviously did during the bye week and, and even a little bit prior to that, then... This team was going to be the same old Bengals. They were yeah. going to be a force to be reckoned with. I I, I bet uh, that one one of my bigger bets of the week was on the Bengals to cover against Buffalo. I think the Bills are absolute frauds. Oh yeah, that and team's so broken. A, yeah, it's it, it's a th- and, and and injuries. There are a lot of injuries that have to do with it. Not only to Josh Allen, who's clearly playing through something, but the defense is littered with them. But mm-hmm. uh, getting back to what I was saying, there it's a three-team race in the AFC and put them in whatever order you want. It's Cincinnati, it's Kansas City, it's Baltimore. It's those three teams, and we don't know. Well, like, we know what the Chiefs can do. We've seen it. We know what the Bengals can do. We've seen it. We don't know if Baltimore can actually win multiple games in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson just because it hasn't happened. It doesn't mean they aren't going to be in position and they aren't good and I'm not impressed with what they're doing right now or I don't have faith in them week to week. I, you know, I, I've, I've already bet them minus six against Cleveland, I, I believe. I'd have to check uh, in, in this upcoming game. But for whatever reason, they just either either because Lamar can't make it through a season, you know, over the last couple of years, he ends up getting healthy or uh, injured before the end and, and then you know, as as things go into the playoffs, he's either available or not at full strength or just completely unavailable. We haven't seen that deep run. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. We haven't seen it. And hopefully, because I like Lamar Jackson, hopefully he can do it. Hopefully he can do it. It would be 
wildly entertaining to see. But as we get, and I, I know you would agree with this, as we get now to the midpoint of the year, I mean, week 10 is upon us. This is week 9. As we get to the midway point of the year, then it's just a reminder, man, especially if you watch all these games as, as you do, I do, Brian does, our listeners do, there are so few actual good teams. Oh, yeah. The, the it's, bad it's painful, the, really. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just you can count off the teams, starting with the Patriots, that are just absolutely terrible. I mean, I feel bad. I know a lot of people that went to that game yesterday in Foxborough. I felt so bad because <laughs> just that was just, oh, my God. Just seeing two teams that both want to lose, clearly, uh, and can't get out of their own way. I mean, Washington waved the white flag last week by trading their two best players on defense, and the Patriots yep. just could not do anything against them. And uh, it's... I, I can't believe the Pats are only one-point underdogs <laughs> against Indianapolis. I mean, Gardner Minshew has rattled off a couple wins there. The Colts are scoring. The total in that game is confusing to me. I mean, it's like four, I think it's still at 43 right now, but like I know the Colts' defense hasn't been good. They've given up 30 points quite a few times this season. But the Pats haven't done anything to inspire that they're going to score more than 20. No, ever. Ever at all? I mean, look the I, I I went on our sister station Kiss One Hundred Eight this morning as I do most Mondays to talk about what happened with the Patriots and I, you know, they said so you know what do we? I said they suck. Yeah, it is is what it comes down to. They it you know I, I'd love to break down games in this latest one against the commanders that they lost and and look you you can look at this thing in multiple ways uh and and this is this is just where i'm at and i i hate it but i acknowledge what is better for the future uh every loss is a win at this point in time every loss is a win and honestly the excitement i was in the stadium of uh, beating the bills it was electric but it was probably bad for them long term because right now you want a top five pick, and they're in position for that currently, and you want one of the stud quarterbacks that's going to come out because there's just no confidence in Mac Jones, either as a fan, a viewer watching. You knew you knew that game last night was going to end with an interception. And I'm not even saying it's his fault. Juju Smith-Schuster should have caught that ball. Oh, definitely. You know, it's the deflection, obviously, and, and just bad luck. But it was just, it was, it was written in the cosmos. Like, you knew that game was going to end with an interception. It just, it felt inevitable. The turnover was coming. And the coaching staff obviously doesn't believe in him. I'm not sure what percentage of that locker room believes in him, and it's not entirely his fault. I really do believe in another setting with another team with actual weapons to throw to and an offensive line that could protect him. There's a chance Mac Jones could be an average NFL quarterback, maybe even slightly above average, but it's never going to happen in New England. you got to blow it up and you got to start it over. Oh, I you have to start agree. over. Completely agree from the from the top down. I think they need to be completely clean out everything in that organization, get rid of the group thing that they going on there because it's just it it hasn't worked and it's it just everything is showing up on the field now for the past from the past 5 years of how they've handled everything since Brady left. That it's just it's just terrible. Not getting any better. It's not going to get better anytime soon. And yeah, you got to look ahead to that. You're already talking about what they're going to take with the top five pick next year, which is I never thought we'd get to this point, but here we are. You have a favorite real quick before we break? Drake May. Yeah. Absolutely. Still on it. Yeah. Bigger, stronger. I think he's got a better arm. And uh, I don't know. The the Caleb Williams crying thing kind of rubbed me the wrong way the other night. Yeah. I just, so, I yeah, I get it. 
It just, but man, the talent is there. Oh, it I, is. I mean, we we know it. It obviously. is. But he has played. If you've watched him closely the past three or four weeks since that Notre Dame game in the middle of October, he has made some really dumb decisions too. Yeah. Where Drake uh, Drake made to me looks reminds me more of Trevor Lawrence, which is I, I got that's like the prototype type that I want going forward here. Six six, absolute rocket of an arm, can move a little bit, but he's not going to rely on his legs. Uh, Williams does a little too much dancing around for me. What I want out of a pro quarterback. See, I actually want some more mobility after all the. I mean, and, and, move. and look, all, all the years of of Brady, who like you can't beat it. Like, get, give me more. But short of that being Tom Brady, I I, I think in this era of quarterbacks they're in, I kind of want the mobile QB. Yeah, I mean, May's closer to like a Herbert Lawrence, those kind of guys when it comes to running. Like, can take off, you know, like a like how Rodgers used to. You know, he can move when needed. But he's not going to be a total running quarterback. So, all right. Well, we will let you know if we get Aton Shander, and uh, we will really in the next segment get a little deeper into our NFL review preview. We've been mostly fixated on the Patriots, obviously. We'll talk about the rest of the league, what went down here this past weekend. Uh, I I don't know about you, Dan. I actually had a, a really good weekend in terms of uh, accurately picking against the spread when it, it came to uh, predictions. And and what's funny about that is I thought it was I, I just thought it was going to be such a horrible slate in terms of just not being sure how to read those games. And uh, maybe I need more of those because, as it turned out, most of them played out as I thought they were going to. Celtics and Timberwolves are going to be going to overtime in Minnesota. We'll keep you posted on that and end of three between the Jets and Chargers as well. The Bruins have extended their lead to 3-1, so hopefully... That one is in the bag. We'll return and more NFL talk on the way. The Gambler with Adam Kaufman. We are back. So, again, it's our NFL review preview. I'm here, Dan Watkins, Brian Butt, of course, and still keeping an eye on this Chargers-Jets game. It's about five minutes into the fourth. Chargers with the ball. Looks like they'll be punting away, though. And so, Justin Herbert... uh, you know, still need more yards. Need a really need a passing touchdown out of him, but losing hope on that. Maybe the Jets can find a way to make this a little bit more interesting. We definitely need some yards out of Zach Wilson, so uh, hopefully that will happen. Oh, I'm sorry, a field goal for the Chargers. I don't know why I was uh, expecting a uh, punt. This is this is what happens, Dan, when you're following along on 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 the web and and you're not actually watching the game and you're just looking at the yeah. stupid box score. So Dicker. Dicker the kicker got himself a 38-yard field goal, so that's good. So maybe the Jets will uh, be pass-heavy as they try and move the ball downfield. We'll keep you posted on that. Did you jump on the under tonight? uh, Oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely on the under tonight. It's 74% going into tonight is what it's hitting right now. Primetime unders. Crazy. I saw it. uh, It jumped up to 46 at some spots at one point during the game and just immediately hit that. Did you? Oh, yeah. Immediately. Like last night, right, those two teams, they went – Three straight drives to start the game scoring, and it like got up to 64, 65 on some books. Uh, Caesars is the one you really got to look at because they usually hang a line that's like two points higher than any of the others. In-game. Uh, in-game, yeah, hmm. live betting. So that's, that's just something to keep an eye on out there. Yeah. Uh, but that worked out very well last night. Hopefully it works out again for me tonight. So some of these games over the weekend, Vikings led by Joshua Dobbs. The legend. Who- yeah, I mean, pretty incredible, obviously, coming in not even uh, knowing his teammates' full names or having thrown a, a single pass in, in practice with his new teammates after his trade from Arizona. Came in immediately due to an injury by uh, Duran there, the rookie. And, uh, you know, 
wonderful. I mean, Vikings with the upset in Atlanta, so that was an exciting game. Uh, Browns with Deshaun Watson absolutely shellacked the Cardinals, who, uh, you know, betting against them. Uh, should continue to uh, be a trend if if you aren't doing it already. Look at your survival pools or whatever else. Uh, that I I got the Browns at minus eight and it it skyrocketed. It was like minus twelve by kickoff, and that to me felt you know a, a little long as far as doubling down. Who would have envisioned the twenty seven point victory? So there is that. Uh, Packers just tore up the Rams by 17 with no Matthew Stafford so yep. that was uh unfortunate I didn't you know I I, I didn't have money on the Rams I just uh, thought maybe a, a closer game there the Ravens talked about them before uh, just obliterated the Seahawks three by straight games points. with three straight games with more than 30 points for Baltimore they take on Cleveland this weekend who they beat 28 to 3 earlier this season so that's going to be an interesting one and as you mentioned earlier Baltimore's favored by just six points at home against the Cleveland Browns so some of the bets that I have already made for this coming weekend. Steelers minus two and a half. It was at the time. It's moved to three, maybe three and a half in some places. I've seen three across the board. Okay. I, and I have the, all the uh, lines up in front of me, by the way, if you want to. You need me perfect. To yep. Yeah, I got the Steelers at minus two and a half. I, uh, I got the Lions at uh, minus one and a half, where it still is, at these Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seahawks minus six is a bet that I have already made at home against the Commanders. I'm a little surprised that that line has stayed at six. It's but up it, and down. we got a couple six and a halves at some books, but yeah, it's, it's one or the other. Yeah, and uh, I'm just looking to see if there's anything else. I mean, I will have more, obviously. Did you take Atlanta play, already? It, what's that? Take all, Atlanta already? Uh, I have not to this point. Uh, where are... They're so, in Arizona. Yeah, I, I'm sure I will. Uh, the uh, oh, the the reason I hesitated because it looks like Kyler Murray's going to play this week. Oh, okay. And so we need the Cardinals to win for Patriots purposes. Yes, we do. <laughs> and uh, you know, ho- hopefully, being at home and and uh, I mean, he's certainly going to be rested. It's a whole rest versus rust thing, but uh, hasn't played in a while after that uh, that surgery, and so we'll see how he comes out it's just the i think the reality is going to hit him pretty quickly that there's no deandre hopkins there's no you know he's got he's got nobody to work with other than marquise brown well the tight end there what's mcbride he's come along McBride. he's come along nicely he's been a nice little fine for them he has playing well yeah with he's been good hurt. he's been good for dfs purposes uh just looking at this let's see the yeah the texans well the big the one i'm interested in i think it, the best game of the weekend is going to be san francisco at jacksonville Field goal spread right now. Right, Really interested to see how San Fran's going to look coming off their bye. Did they fix their issues? Because they've looked terrible the past few weeks. Brock Purdy looking more like Mr. Irrelevant than the guy who just all of a sudden doesn't, or who just wasn't losing in the regular season. But uh, Debo Samuel is back practicing for San Francisco. Trent Williams, though, has not returned to practice yet. They did practice today uh, as they got back from their bye. You know you're going to get a Christian McCaffrey touchdown in there. Yeah, what, what will that bring us to, like, 20 in a row? 19, I don't think we're 20. quite there. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. It's yeah. It's a uh, it's it's the free square without a doubt though. Uh, the if if anyone missed it, Daniel Jones comes back for five minutes and is now done for the year. And so the Cowboys have ballooned to fifteen and a half point favorites at home against the Giants. Wow. Yeah, sixteen and a half now. Some spots. Oh man. Yeah, you can still get fifteen and a half on DK. Yep. But wild. Yeah. And it uh, honestly, it'll probably cover because you would think. They beat them what forty to three or forty nothing, forty to nothing. Yeah, yeah, to open the season. But on top of that, they're, I mean, they're onto their third stringer, assuming that Terod Taylor doesn't play. Yeah, Tommy DeVito, right? Isn't that yeah, and he's yeah. 
about it. Like, say, say whatever you want about Mac Jones. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure there's a, a third-string quarterback in, in the NFL who is worse than, uh, you know, Danny DeVito's nephew or whoever he is. Yeah, well, the Patriots are going to be playing them in a couple of weeks. That could be the quarterback matchup. For That's any, dangerous. Yeah, for anybody. The Pats might win that game. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out, I'm sure. Figure out a way to make uh, Tommy DeVito look great in that game. Celtics, by the way, have just imploded in overtime, unfortunately. Uh, and they? so the uh yeah, the Timberwolves. I mean it's not dead yet, but the Timberwolves are up by seven with ninety seconds left. And the Bruins won. Bruins just won. Three to two. Just the one regulation loss still? Just the one, yeah, Saturday night in Detroit. Which they should have won. Yeah, yeah. I'm de- <laughs> finally won't hold it against them, but they should have won. Yeah, so now they're uh ten, one and one. Not bad. Nope. Not bad. And you got uh, first career goals from John Beecher and Mason Lowry tonight. So that both very nice goals as well. So yeah, that, a couple twenty two year olds getting in on the act. Yeah. Very nice. I mean it, Look at this Bruins team yeah. with youngsters all of a sudden. I know, right? It's 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 crazy to think they got three of them now who are all contributing being big parts too. And what do we have? One game left in McAvoy suspension? I believe that is correct. So Thursday and yeah, they they're back home Thursday night and then we'll get him back for the weekend, so so to uh, to wrap up our NFL real quick, do you have right now on Monday a uh, a, a hammer spot, an absolutely favorite play for this weekend? I, yeah, I think it'd be under forty three and a half in that Pat's Colts game. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Gardner Minshew's in terrible uh, part. I'm seeing a forty eight for next Monday night with Buffalo and Denver. That also could be an under smash. Yeah, forty eight's a big total I'm for seeing, a, I'm only seeing that on one book. Who's got that? DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah. We we'll yeah. have to scoop that up now before that. That's gonna come down. Yeah, it's a big uh it's a big pr- island game total for a Monday night. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Jets Raiders at thirty six and a half. I mean, those two those two teams could just get silly. There could be a lot of silly points in that one. Or just out of nowhere, punt returns and all that like there was tonight. So I don't know about that one yet. I'll have to think on that one. But yeah, either the under in that Monday night game or the under in the Pats uh, Germany game. Tell you, I might need to put more money on the Lions minus one and a half with what we've seen from the Chargers tonight. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could definitely get behind you on that. This does not uh, in, inspire any any sort of and, confidence. I mean, and what, do you, and what do you expect out of Will Levis this week, taking on the Tampa Bay defense that just got absolutely shredded by C.J. Stroud? Now they get another rookie quarterback. See what he can do against them. It's hard to generally expect great things from Will Levis. He had the uh, unbelievable <laughs> debut, but obviously not just, much went just down. Just find Chickaconquo in the uh, last drive. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you do that, you make us happy. We'll check in on our bets and also give you some bankroll repairs before we wrap up the hour. And then next hour, some college basketball talk. Zach Cohen and Jeff Ulrich. He's always there when you need him. We're going to talk hockey with Moose and give you a people's parlay for tomorrow as well. We'll be back after this. It's time for your bankroll repair, powered by today's collision. So we did have a productive re- weekend when it came to the bankroll repair. Uh, we hit two out of three, picked up a unit there, still down. However, we need to bring this back, and we're working on it. We were up, we were up for a while, and then things sort of spiraled on us a bit. And, and Dan, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're heading in the right direction. Back in the right direction. And so what is your bankroll repair here for Tuesday? So I'm building it right now on Caesars. It's uh, it's going to be a standard teaser. Two-leg parlay, both in the uh, in the t- in 
two of the Maction games tomorrow night in college football. And we're just going to drop the totals down on both of these games here, on two of these games here. Hang on, let me just punch this in. Sure. Uh, that. Is that what I wanted? Yes, it is. All right. So we are going to take Central Michigan at Western Michigan. We're going to drop that down to 50 and a half and take the over there in that one. Both those teams can put up points. Each one of them put up over 30 a week ago, uh, and, and they're more than capable of allowing a lot of points, too. And then we're going to head to the Ball State Northern Illinois game and drop that total down to 38 and a half and take the over on that one. So you put those two legs together. gives us a nice plus 126 bankroll repair. 126. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to one-up you ever so slightly in terms of the, uh, the the plus money. At least I'll, I'll need you to confirm that along the way because uh, I'm building it out on the Action app. And it looks like Caesars is also the place for mine. I just need to uh, actually build it on Caesars to confirm. Sometimes the numbers don't always match. But I am going with a, uh, a cross-sport, three-sport, all-money-line parlay. Here's what we're doing. You mentioned Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois. I'm going to go with Northern Illinois to win at home. Superior team, heavy favorite. Let's roll with it. That's, uh, well, I, I won't bother with the individual odds. But Northern Illinois to win on the money line in the world of college basketball. Let's embrace it. It's back. Going with another favorite, Michigan, making its uh, season debut in action tomorrow. Uh, again, heavy favorite in uh i considered them for mine yeah heavy, heavy favorite in this one and uh who are they playing uh, uh unc Asheville, who's UNC very Asheville, scrappy that's, right. that's going to be an issue i can't wait to talk about this one coming up with zach uh because unc scrappy i think they could hang around and cover but i do like michigan to win yeah and so that's uh obviously our our objective there it looks like uh, so caesars does not even yeah, have a money I, line I, I just pulled it up and saw that so uh i mean it, it Probably will be there at some point, but if it's not, you have other options. Anyway, the uh, third leg over in the NHL, a, a bet that I've already placed on its own, but I will throw it in here for the uh, bankroll repair, the Colorado Avalanche to win at home against New Jersey. Obviously, the Devils have an electric offense. These teams are equally good. I am just favoring the home team, very simply, here in this one. And so the Avalanche to win, Michigan to win, Northern Illinois to win. Looks like, at least I was under the impression, it was going to be plus 128 on Caesars. I believe it is plus 123 on DraftKings. So even without the Michigan leg, it's plus money on Caesars right now. Just those other two, it's at plus 102 with Northern Illinois and Colorado. Gotcha. Well, got to have Michigan in there, though. Yeah, I mean, I like that, too. I almost put that in mind, as I mentioned. Let me see. Yeah, if you want to, I'll, I'll double-check FanDuel if, uh, and, and see if it's up there yet. I don't know if you want to check DraftKings real fast. Uh, always fun when we do these on the fly. Yeah, especially when the apps don't want to load. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me see. Well, let me just confirm if Michigan is there. Yeah, Michigan's there. Minus 720 by itself. And then uh, I know that because I've already bet the avalanche, I know that's going to be there. Let's see. And then one more. Yeah, plus 122 on DK. All right. And what am I missing? Northern Illinois. People out there going, this is awesome. Uh, plus 127 on FanDuel. 
So there you go. Plus 127 on fit. So I'm literally one-upping you, uh, 127 to 126. And hopefully we can, between the two of us, pick up about two and a half units tomorrow. That would be awesome. That would be very so, nice. Northern Illinois, Colorado Avalanche, Michigan, all on the money line to win, plus 127 on FanDuel. That is your spot. Very good. Hopefully a couple of profitable bankroller pairs for Tuesday. Next hour, which is sure to go by quickly, we will expand upon our college basketball conversation with Zach Martin from VEASAN. Pardon me, Zach Cohen. So many Zachs. Zach Martin on hockey, usually, but tonight, Jeff Ulrich. And uh, we will have Zach Cohen when we come back from VEASAN to talk college basketball and uh, also catch our breath with this college football game or uh, NFL game, pardon me, 20-6. to We'll see how Zach Wilson's doing. We'll see how... Uh, Austin Eckler's doing. Yeesh. All right, we'll be right back. That was your bankroll repair powered by today's collision with locations in Malden, Chelsea, Stoneham, and Danvers. Check them out at todayscollision.com. The Gambler starts now. Here's Adam Kaufman. It's hour number two with The Gambler with Adam Kaufman here on WRKO. Thanks for hanging out, being back with us. We greatly appreciate it. All right, so here's the deal as far as tonight's people's parlay. Zach Wilson has just hit, Dan. Yep. He's got it by a a yard and a half, whatever it is. It counts. He's hit it. There's two minutes left in this game. I don't think the Chargers are going to get the ball back. We'll see. But even if they do... They will just be inclined to run the ball out, kill clock, end this game. So you would, there's you would think, but don't ever underestimate Brandon Staley, as we've yeah, heard many times. <laughs> the Chargers could still find a way to Charger, but I'm ah, oh, I'm frustrated. Your leg yeah. hit, Brian's hit. You know, Brian's turned out to be rather sweat free. Uh, yours got there in the end, and uh, honestly, and mine, which was. Seemed like one of the popular bets of the day uh, across Twitter. I was I was absolutely influenced. Um, it should have hit. I mean, Austin Eckler should have hit the over for his receiving mm-hmm. uh, prop. It was what do we got? Thirty three and a half. Yep. I think it was. Yep. And uh, he was targeted seven times. Oh yeah, it seemed like he just only had two catches and and what multiple drops. Uh, well, I think a lot of the other ones were swatted down or like deflected at the line. There was a lot of just, you know, the Jets defensive ends got their hands up and, and Herbert, Herbert just didn't throw over them. Yeah. I mean, I realize drops in there too. Yeah. I, I know the Chargers won this game and, and on the, you know, you, you look at it after the fact, you look at the, just the final score. If it ends up being 27 to six, they won handedly, but. This was not a particularly well-played game by the Chargers. No, not Definitely not offensively. Certainly Defense, not. fine. Offensively, this was not a good game for Herbert and company. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't, and I can't even tell you. I think I got at least like three different parlays that are all going to lose because Austin Eckler did not get 25 receiving yards. Yeah, and in my case, because Herbert didn't come close to 200 passing yards. Yep. Immensely frustrating. Very much so. But we move on. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, we do. All right, so we're going to talk hockey in a little bit with Jeff Ulrich. He will join us from uh, Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life, DraftKings as well. And we may as well like shout out our show. He's on with us so much. We love having him. It's like, and you know Third from chair. The Gambler without him coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we are going to uh, bring in now Zach Cohen who is, uh, of course, a, uh, a a staple over at VEASAN, does great work for the website over there. You can get him 
on Twitter, on X, whatever we want to call it, at Betting on X, senior editor for VEASAN, covers tennis, covers uh, a, a, a number of different things. But we've got him on to cover college basketball for us because that is one of the strengths that he has. And uh, it, now that it's back, we get to really embrace this. This will soon be part of not only bankroll repairs, but people's parlays and games virtually every night. Zach, how are you, man? Doing well. How about you guys? Good, good. Uh, just uh, sort of in a, if you can't tell listening to us, just dizzy, a little dizzy. The the spiral that is the sports calendar tonight, especially with, uh, I think, it, what's what's the official tally? And this is just men's basketball, never mind women's, which also plenty of games there today. I think there were 110 men's college basketball games today or 120, something like that. Yep. My dad texted me that this morning and I like thought for sure it was a typo, but it was real. It's and it's not like every program played. You got you know we were talking about Michigan before playing tomorrow for the first time. It's yeah, it's just a reminder of uh, how many college basketball teams there are in the country. Division one alone, let alone all of these other uh, lower divisions that you could bet. So I, I want this. You'll be on with us here for this segment. I want this to be something of a a betting primer for college basketball because as I've mentioned already, we launched this show May first, and so. The NCAA tournament was behind us. You know, gambling did launch uh, in Massachusetts as far as mobile betting uh, right at the start of the tourney, and so people were uh, very eager to get into that, as you would imagine, Vegas at their fingertips and just betting college basketball all day long, especially those first couple of days when you got a zillion games, it feels like, at you and just staggered throughout the day and night. It's an exciting time. I love it. One day I hope to be in Vegas at a sports book enjoying those first four days of the tourney. But we haven't discussed betting it here on this show because we haven't had the opportunity. So with college basketball back, what can you tell the novices out there that, yeah, I want to bet college basketball, but I want to be profitable doing it. I don't want to just bet to bet what advice would you give yes i think it's a sport where if you're really doing your research you can give yourself a nice edge uh there are websites like kenpom.com uh and bart torvik that will lay out you know which teams are efficient offensively which teams are efficient defensively uh the pace at which these teams play all of these sorts of things can really help you uh, i think bart torvik they do uh they'll tell you which teams shoot the three well defend the three well and I think that that's somewhere where you can really get an edge. And then also just kind of doing your research in terms of players that are going to maybe be out. Uh, this early portion of the season is a little bit weird. You're still getting players that transfer to new schools that are being ruled ineligible. In fact, uh, LSU got this uh, highly, uh, highly regarded transfer. Jalen Cook from Tulane uh, was expected to be one of the best players in the SEC and they ruled him ineligible just a few days ago. So there's still things trickling out. Uh, I played USC tonight against Kansas State almost strictly because Kansas State uh, lost a lot of starters from last season, but also lost a really good player, Naquan Tomlin, who was also uh, out for the first few games of the season. So I saw an edge there. So uh, as far as we'll, we'll get in sort of the the day to day and the pattern of it, but how about futures? You know, because obviously you only have so long to to lock those in, and uh, you know, right now the uh, I, I know that your focus and and a lot of people out there, this is true of you know, are, are focused on the more 
uh, major conferences and and not just sort of you know playing anything and 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 looking for anything. It's just there's only so much, especially when you cover multiple sports. There's only so much information you can you can take in at a time. Uh, what futures have you already bet? What stands out to you as far as good opportunities? So this is one where because of the nature of the NCAA tournament, you know, it's 68 teams. There's a lot of randomness. I think it's a sport where you want to kind of spray the board with, with futures on teams to win the championship, try to find some teams that you think will be better than the public, you know, thinks that they're going to be and just kind of hope that the seeding and the draw works out for them. Um, like one of the teams that I'm really high on this year is Villanova. They're going off at 30 to one right now, not really being respected by the market, but, you know, they were a team that was a little bit uh, better than their record last year. They were only 17-17 and 17 on the season, but they were, you know, a top 50 team according to, like, advanced metrics. And they brought in one of the best transfers in the country in Tyler Burton, who came over from Richmond, averages 19 points and seven rebounds. Uh, they brought in a TJ Bamba, another really high-level transfer, a good athlete that could shoot the three. And they bring back, you know, almost all of their rotation from last year, which includes some guys that were injured. So it's a team that has a lot of experience, a lot of upperclassmen, and, you know, just a program that I trust. I know that Jay Wright's not there anymore, but, you know, Kyle Neptune worked underneath him. I think he knows the system really well, and I think it's a team that's primed to bounce back. And just kind of generally speaking, it's a sport where I do think you could trust just good coaches to get their programs over the hump. And one of the teams that I think – will be a little bit better than expected. And it's one that's kind of off the board a little bit is Ole Miss. I have, I have them at one fifty to one to win the NCAA championship. They were a pretty bad team last year. Uh, they went 12 and 21, but they hired Chris Beard, who I'm not a fan of his off court antics, but on the court, unbelievable. I mean, he brought Texas tech to the NCAA tournament finals in 2019. And it almost feels like he wasn't a part of that Texas team last year, but he was the architect of a team that was one of the best in the country in terms of advanced stats too. And he brought back his two leading scorers with Ole Miss and he hit the transfer portal pretty hard, bringing in uh, Alan Flanagan, like a microwave scorer out of Auburn and Jamarian Sharp, a seven foot five shot blocker from UCF. So I think that Ole Miss is a team that could sneak up on some people in the SEC. It might take them a little bit, but it's a type of team that once you get to March Madness, I don't want to be playing a Chris Beard basketball team. Zach, I don't know about for you, but for me, uh, right when gambling launched here in Massachusetts was right when the tournament started and UConn was just a cash cow every single night. I mean, they just steamrolled through the tournament. What's a fair expectations for the expectation for the Huskies this season here as they try to defend their title? Seeing it like plus 1,600 to win the, uh, the whole thing again and then plus 280 to win the Big East, which isn't even the favorite on the board there. Yeah, I mean, they lost some talent from last year. But it's another thing where, you know, Hurley's just, I think, one of the best coaches in the country. I think that they were running some stuff on offense last year that was really, really advanced, like NBA-level offensive sets. Uh, they brought back Tristan Newton, who's a really good scorer from the outside, and Donovan Klingon, the center, uh, you know, I think he's going to be one of the best players in the country. He's just a massive, massive body that plays well on both ends of the floor. And, you know, they loaded, they loaded up on freshmen. They have some transfers in. It's just a team that, like I said earlier, you know, I trust these good coaches to figure it out. And UConn is now a program that's firmly on the map. Like you said, they were a cash cow last year. And I think a lot of that had to do with coaching on both ends of the floor. I think that they execute the game plan, you know, better than anyone. So I think it's going to be another contender in the Big East again. So it's 
it's going to be a miracle if I wind up having a uh, a good night betting. I, some straights have gone my way, but the big parlays that I have invested in have not. And it looks like now I I would not Zach and encourage that anybody do this. And and it's just like this is something I do for fun, but sometimes I wonder why in moments like this. I I put together that like in the spirit of hey college basketball's back. I put together a 25 leg heavy favorites, heavy favorites college basketball parlay to celebrate the return of of you know this this wonderful game this wonderful sport and uh, i just went to look at it well well uh you know you were answering dan's question there and uh 24 hit the first 24 hit and it looks like it's going to lose because michigan state at home is going to fall in overtime to james madison not just a football school anymore I, I knew where you were going with that when you started. And it's funny because, like, I had it, you know, in my head that if you asked me who I thought would win the title this year, my answer was going to be Michigan State. And I was going to say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, this is not going to go well. But, yeah, that was a shocking, shocking loss because that team, it just they check all of the boxes in terms of what you want in a title contender. Uh, they have almost all of their starters returning. They lost Joey Hauser, a really good player, but brought in, like, a star-studded uh, freshman class. Tom Izzo himself, who is, you know, tries to be, you know, modest about his teams. He said a few weeks ago, like, he's ecstatic to coach this team. He thinks his team is really good. And it's, it's Tom Izzo coaching the team. So it's a talented team. It's a well-coached team. I have no idea what happened to that. I didn't watch the game, but I saw the score, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could say that this is my pick to win on my first uh, time talking college basketball with you guys. Yeah, this is nowhere to uh, go but up. <laughs> oh my god like like you may as well lose halfway through to lose on the final leg where at that point in time you know there there isn't even like a hedge opportunity maybe there would have been entering overtime had i been staring at it but i wasn't anyway i i bring that up in part to share my misery but also to ask you you know people love to parlay the parlays are a, a staple of our show we that we do on a nightly basis you I'm, I'm sure you've joined in on the people's parlay with a tennis pick when you've joined us in the past what is if anything do you have a strategy when it comes to parlaying college basketball like do you is it something that you generally try and stay away from do you do it and and maybe uh round robin or uh you know do teasers what you know what how do you go about it I rarely ever bet parlays, and I know that's like the most like handicapper thing to say, like because I know that people like doing it, but I do rarely bet them. Um, smart. With college basketball, it's really hard. Um, I would say, I think, like the spot that you were in tonight, that should have been one that that should have never lost. You know, a big favorite at home should not lose. Like you should feel good about adding those to these big parlays. So it's kind of like tough to say that that you could feel good about it when it just lost but i do think generally speaking like it's not a strategy that i hate um i do prefer around robin if i'm doing something like i like to look at betting splits a little bit and kind of pick a contrarian something like that and uh, you know if i like three plays but i don't think like i'm enough to parlay it i think round robin uh is a safe way to do it um but yeah i try to stay away from parlays and i guess another small piece of advice that I would have for the basketball season 
is I do like to kind of wait and see the first 10 to 14 days. I think that I really like to pick things up at the start of the, you know, early season tournaments, which I also think happen to have a pretty good amount of value in terms of betting futures. Villanova being the one that I just spoke about, I like them to win the battle for Atlantis, for instance. So I think that there's some value in those tournaments. All right. Well, Zach Cohen, I'm sure we will have you on uh, pretty regularly throughout the college basketball season because obviously there's uh, a lot of knowledge there for us to tap into as as we all collectively, from betting perspective, get to know the uh, the sport a bit better. And uh, we will hope for the best for any future parlays for those of us like me that are crazy enough to do it. But uh, thank you for hopping on, Bud. Obviously, uh, again, Zach Cohen betting on X is his Twitter or X handle if you prefer a uh, a writer over at. Vison, senior editor Zach. Thank you, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk again down the line. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. When we come back, we will uh, stay on that coast and talk with someone in Western Canada. Jeff Ulrich will come on for some hockey talk. We are back here, the Gambler with Adam Kaufman and uh, me, Dan Watkins. Jeff Ulrich is back with us, Moose consecutive shows i mean we've had john a lot i don't think we've ever done that to you jeff ulrich is here from DraftKings fantasy life as well how are you bud i'm doing good man appreciate you having me back on talk a different sport i mean you know wash the taste of week nine and whatever that was out of our mouth <laughs> it actually i i don't know about for you but we'll just hit football real quick because you obviously were well one you'll be here for a couple segments we'll build out of people's parlay next segment but also you were here with us on friday for anyone that missed the show or thursday pardon me talking about the nfl going game by game across the league and uh uh for the show it was not a a a great betting show not just you know i'm I'm not talking about you i'm just as a show the collective we didn't have a, a a great weekend betting show from thursday but individually i actually did pretty well as stinky as a a, a slate as it was i felt like i had a a decent read of of how those games were going to play out and, and i mean there are plenty of weeks that i feel that way and that's not the case so maybe i didn't have a good read maybe i got lucky i don't know how did it go for you I got. I mean, I, I had some pretty unlucky things happen. Jaron Hall injury really burned me. I had some some over on his rushing props that were most certainly going to hit. The Falcons blowing that game hurt me. So I mean, like honestly, it could have been a lot worse. It's one of those weeks where you just kind of like, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't that bad. I, I got some some of it back with uh, you know the DeAndre Swift prop and, uh, and and some Dak stuff. So that was nice. Hit hit the Eagles game pretty good, and uh, hit the Bengals as well in prime time. So you know, like I said. Uh, has some things go against me, but after a couple good weeks, is kind of not shocked that I had a bit of bad luck, to be honest. <laughs> well, that stinker is uh, definitely done tonight. The Chargers ended yeah. up, uh, I, I don't want to say surviving the Jets. I mean, they uh, really, it was defense and special te- teams that took it to them. Uh, we, we built a show parlay for that. Unfortunately, Austin Eckler never materialized for me, but uh, we yeah. did get two out of three, so that's a good thing. Let's let's talk a little bit of hockey, though, because we've obviously got a big slate tomorrow, and we'll really spend most of our time previewing that. But we've got action going on uh, tonight, smaller slate. The Bruins won again, still just the one regulation loss so far this year, and uh, absolutely slaughtered the overs in the Panthers-Blue Jackets game and the Maple Leafs-Lightning game. Your Oilers mm. are in Vancouver right now, down 3-2 midway through that game, and, and trying to 
pull out a win. Those have come uh, you know a little a little few and far between so far. How about just a thought on Edmonton? Why with McDavid with Drysidel with so much top end talent anyway, maybe top heavy, but top end talent on that team? Why has this year been such a struggle? Ah, oh, just you know. It... I mean, it's mainly just that their their defensive structure is is terrible again, and they don't have the goaltenders to back them up to to help them out. You know, got masked so much last year. The defense was a little bit stronger. Uh, they had Stuart Skinner playing, you know, probably above expectation, and um, and you know, McDavid and Drysaddle are in career years. None of that is happening this year. Like everything has regressed. So when everything regresses at once. It's not good, and and I think that the organization, the others have always been, what I would call, really terrible at reacting and uh, and, and trying to change. They're very stubborn. They try to bring in old players, and uh, it's just, it's not working. So they need a revamp in the goaltending department. Anyone who had been watching the team last year or two knew that they didn't do anything, and uh, the the chickens are coming home to roost right now for them. Jeff, have you been riding this uh, Anaheim Ducks train as of late? Six in a row now. They just gave uh, Vegas their first loss in regulation. But the Ducks, I mean, everybody expected them to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. They got a lot of young talent. Leo Carlson, 18 years old. He's playing like a stud right now. Uh, I mean, they're still going off at plus money every night. I mean, how long should we keep riding this until they lose? I mean, it, the thing is, like, it's it's a real story. I mean, like, you, I, I, I have bet them a couple times this year, and, and they both they came out winners for me. I'm not going to pretend like I bet them this whole streak or something, but um, you know, you look at the the advanced stats, like um, what they're doing, creating five on five. Like, it's it's very clear. Like, they're they're a solid team. It's not this isn't. I mean, I'm not going to say like they're the devils of, of last year because I don't I don't know if they're quite that, but this is a different team. Like. They've got Killor. They've got, you know, um, uh, Ryan Strom is, is part of the top six. Like, this isn't the Ducks of last year. This isn't like a, a pushover team. They've been building some young talent. You mentioned Leo Carlson. He's the real deal. Lisa McTavish is still down the center. Um, I, I mean, I like this team. Like, But this is this is not like a, a flash in the pan. Yeah, you should keep betting them. Yeah, you, you don't have to you know, ride them every night. But certainly, like, if, they're, if they keep going off undervalued, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the simple reason why I, I bet them a couple times is just the, the numbers just didn't add up. Like they're just uh, they're just better than they than they were last year. They're not really being priced uh, priced that way uh, effectively yet. So they're a lot of fun right now to watch. Tomorrow night they play Pittsburgh at home. The Penguins they just dropped a ten spot on San Jose the other night. Yeah. Uh, the Ducks right now I'm seeing plus one thirty six is the best number right now at DraftKings currently. Any any lean in that one? Are you still would you take the Ducks here? Yeah, it's a tough spot. Um, Pittsburgh's I, – I, I do still like the Penguins. They started a little slow. Um, I would probably – you know, I, I had my eye on the over on this one. Yeah. I had my eye on a lot of overs for this late. It's probably where I would lean rather than trying to pick the Ducks against uh, a good team like the Penguins. But I would, really wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I, I don't think that the line should be – like, let's put it this way. I don't think I'm going to bet the Penguins in this game. So that kind of tells you that I, I do think that the Ducks are still probably a little bit undervalued. Um, you know, plus one thirty six at home. Penguins played, you know, second game of a road trip. It doesn't really feel necessarily like um, we're we're getting the right price on Pittsburgh there. So, um, you know, the, the Ducks. Um, you know, you mentioned I can't remember. Did they play on the road in their last game? I can't even remember. But no, they've been um, at home. You know, right now. Yeah. They, so they. I mean, they've been at home waiting for Pittsburgh again. Like, just kind of screams like 
you know, maybe a little bit undervalued there. So, uh, but I, I, I think this is a good spot for the over, if I'm being honest. Uh, Pittsburgh, like you said, um, allowing a lot of shots and chances. I think Anaheim actually has the, the forwards to kind of make this, uh, to, to make them pay for it. So, what have you found of the Bruins so far? Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> real good again. I mean, uh, like, almost like nothing's changed. Um, you know, the, the playoffs are the playoffs. They got caught. Um, you know, they're, the goaltending just kind of suffered at the wrong time, but, um, business as usual, man. I mean, this is just a really good team. I think that for the Bruins, the biggest thing is just, you know, not, you know, just trying to, to really focus on getting to the postseason and just getting there healthy and, and being focused when you get there. But I mean, there's <laughs> not much to say. They're just, I mean, it's just a repeat of last year. It feels like for them. Have you noticed anything though, in terms of any trends? I mean, obviously if, if, if the money line is, is ever not egregious, do you, you know, just defer to them in part because they've been so good? Do you ever look to the puck line because they've uh, handled teams pretty yeah. well? Do you, you know, look toward the under because some of those games have been lower yeah. scoring? Runs are a good under team. Absolutely. I think that's actually a good, good thing to, to pick out. Um, especially when they're going up against weaker teams. I know I bet them, I, and I mean, as far as like how to bet a team like the Bruins in hockey too, because I know like most people probably don't bet hockey regularly. It's a good thing to bring up. There's a couple of different ways I'd do it. The puck line is certainly one of them. You know, if they're going up against a weaker team, I know I, I, I've taken them on the puck line, I think twice this year already, but the regulation line, the three-way line is a really good way to bet teams like the Bruins in hockey. Obviously you need them to get the win in regulation, but you know, like, your your odds are just so much improved. I mean, if they're like minus 160 on the, the straight-up money line, which includes OT, you can take them for a three-way for, for close to like plus 100 in those kind of spots. Um, it, it's a really good way to, to back the Bruins. And teams like the Bruins. It's not just them. You know, teams that are often like the Rangers are another good one um, that some potentially, you know, down the road, if they have a weak matchup, you like them, but they're you know, sitting at like some kind of crazy odds. Always good to look at those two alternate lines. Um, I've gotten some, you know, the, the, the regulation lines have been some of my favorite bets because you can back favorites um, at much better odds, especially if you're, you're pretty confident, you know, that they're in a good spot to, to get a W. Jeff Ulrich is here with us from DraftKings, from Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life as well. When we come back, we will take an even deeper dive into what is going on on a massive Tuesday slate in the NHL. Also build out a people's parlay with you. Second time in a row with Jeff. Let's see if we can hit this one. Talking hockey, some puck talk with Jeff Ulrich from DraftKings and Fantasy Life. Get him on Twitter or X. The Fantasy Grind is the handle. I don't know how long I'm going to keep doing the Twitter or X. Eventually, I'm just going to commit to something. I guess it should be X. I'm just holding on. I don't want to do it. It's like how I still refer to Syracuse as the Orangeman. Changed like 20 years ago. Oh, I do that too. Just the orange now. Nope. Not when I was there, they weren't. And so they will. Not when I was at my peak on Twitter. That's that's what that's what I'm going to live live for. I'm I'm a nobody on X. On Twitter, I was a somebody. Moose, uh, looking at tomorrow's slate in the NHL, there are some interesting plus money opportunities as far as money line teams, uh, teams that are in good spots that I've I've already bet. Actually, curious as to your perspective, the Red Wings. In New York to face the Rangers. I'm seeing them at plus 140 right now. Another one, the Wild at New York. The Islanders at plus 110. Uh, how do you feel about these two in, in terms of going with the uh, the road teams at plus money? So um, I heard the Buffalo. What was the first team you mentioned, sorry? The Red Wings at the Rangers and the Wild right. at the Islanders. Oh, okay, yeah. 
So the Wild are the Wild are pretty brutal right now. Their their goaltending's really been bad. They might be getting it together. They had a pretty pretty inspiring win against the Rangers. But Islanders are kind of meh. I, I I don't mind it to be honest. Like I think the Wild are a little bit better than their start has been. Um, and like I said, it, the Islanders don't necessarily scare me. What scares me is that you know you got Varlamov and the um, and, and that, but. Um, uh, that, that's that's probably not my favorite spot. I do have a couple like underdog spots that I like. Please, um, I think I think you I think you mentioned Buffalo. I don't I don't hate that one. Um, I think that plus one seventy the Sabers coming off a big win. Um, I, I I would ride them here again. I mean these odds seem just a little bit big. Carolina's got real issues in net. Um, they've allowed uh, more goals than usual. I don't normally like betting against the Hurricanes, but. It just seems like a little bit different right now. Um, and I think those odds for Buffalo, um, you know, kind of worth taking on. And then probably my, my favorite underdog, I actually think the line here has moved a little bit, but um, the Predators um, going up against the Flames. Uh, Manjipani's out for the Flames. The Predators should be starting UC Soros since they started Lankanen in their last game. Soros is the far better goalie between those two. Um, <laughs> some interesting stats, too. The Predators are seven and one against the flames in the last uh, eight meetings. So it's been a good series for them. Um, not necessarily something you want to hang their hat on, but the Predators have been pretty good this year. You know, like not necessarily in the win column, but they've been creating offense. You know, the special teams haven't got going, but I just think they're the better team. And, and I think that they're going to have the better goalie in that. And Soros is always a good underdog goalie to back. He can steal any game against any team. So I like that one quite a bit. How are you attacking the Sharks? Uh, I don't need to tell you, obviously, that they are absolutely horrid uh, so far to begin the year. Uh, they're going to have Blackwood in all likelihood in net. He's 0-6-1. It's a team that still has not won. The Flyers, you know, they're uh, it's, they're nothing special, but, you know, obviously no. they're just yeah. any, anybody facing the Sharks is just, you know, a, a team that you're automatically going to look to. And I, I wonder to what degree, because... It's right around minus 200, a little bit better than that on the money line. But if you go to the puck line, it's you know much more advantageous. And this is a, a Sharks team that's given up 10 goals multiple times this year, and both very recently. So in general and specific to this game against the Flyers, how do you bet against San Jose? So, I mean, like this, if, if San Jose is going to get a win, like this, this feels like, honestly, this does kind of feel like a spot. Mm. Um, you mentioned the like the Flyers are nothing. They're like I'm. I'm they're, I think their record is not indicative of how good they are. And I, I don't mean that like that they're good. I mean I think their record is actually better than they are. Um, this is a team that you know started out okay. They got hammered in their last game against LA. Now they got now they come to see San Jose. You know I mean look the Sharks are so bad. Like I'm not. I don't. I don't. Not necessarily making a case for betting the Sharks here. I think that how you've asked me how I'm attacking the Sharks. I'm actually attacking them by, by looking at goal props on the other team because they've been allowing so many goals at such a high rate that you're actually getting some pretty good props there. So I may look to do that again with some of the Flyers team that I don't have to worry about, you know, if the Flyers just, um, you know, uh, crap the proverbial bed and, and, and actually, you know, take the L here. But, you know, a, a guy like Cam Atkinson, you, know, you may you may look to for a goal prop, uh, Joel Faraby. Kaneki, um, those are all kind of names that I may just look and, and just take a glance at. Certainly not a bad place to go, but uh, you know, that's kind of how I've been betting the Sharks. Um, floor, uh, Philly is just not really a team I necessarily want to bet at like minus 200 range. 
even in regulation, the Flyers just kind of scare me a little bit too much to uh, to take it on. But um, yeah, you, you can keep betting against the Sharks. Just maybe you can take a break on, on tonight, or maybe just take a little goal prop and, instead of betting uh, instead of betting the Flyers. Dan, you have another quick one before the parlay. I was going to say, Jeff, any players that you've been targeting a lot lately, whether for or yeah. against? So Matthew Tuchuk, um has started out slow, but you know it's, it's not like he's playing poorly. He's just his shot percentage is like his goal percentage is way down. Like his shooting percentage is like almost ten percent under his career. So I bet his goal prop uh, like two nights ago. I'm going to keep doing that probably on you know the next time they come out. Um, he's playing fine. He's just been a little bit snake bit. So the Chuck's been a guy uh, I've been looking to. If Kenny Malkin is another one. Um, Alexi Lafreniere is getting a little bit of, of work as well. Keep, keep an eye on his point props. They're, they're going off of plus money. Uh, he's getting a little bit more power play, a little bit more top six work with the new coach. Um, so those, those are three names that I've been looking at um, just in general over the last uh, few days. All right, fellas, let's build out the people's parlay. You certainly know how this works, but if anybody is new to the program, the way this goes down is uh, each of us will offer a leg. I will, Jeff will, Dan will, and hopefully between the three of us, we can come up with three winners and have ourselves a successful parlay for tomorrow you are not limited to the nhl you can do whatever you want you got college basketball you got college football there's no nba tomorrow but uh, obviously there's uh, a lot happening in the nhl as well uh, jeff you being the guest do do the honor start us off all right oh man i got a, a couple options you know I'm, I'm gonna keep it simple i do like the predators tomorrow night as underdog i think that's that's a good spot you should not be afraid to bet the Flames here. They have a, a, a their leading goal scorer is out. The rest of the team hasn't been good, and we should get Saros in net. I like this spot. It's plus one fourteen on DraftKings. Uh, maybe able to find it even uh, better on somewhere else. Dan, all right, I'm going to take an over. I'm going to go over in the Tampa Bay Montreal game. Each you of these son of a gun. Is that what you were going with? Yeah, I was. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, fine. I had that one as one of my top three as well. So we were all thinking yeah <laughs> that's almost that almost makes me nervous <laughs> but but yeah uh, i'm gonna lock this one in guys the, both these two teams they allow a ton a ton of shots on net both i think top five and shots against tampa bay i mean pretty much every game with them right now is going over with vasilevsky still out uh the over in their yep. game against toronto i think hit like at the two minute mark of the second period tonight so a little worried about the back-to-back but it's a short trip across canada there from toronto to montreal for them tomorrow night so uh not too much travel so let's just hit the over in this one well, I'm not going to lie. I wish I had real conviction in a backup, but there is another one that I like. It's another over, and it's the Wild and Islanders. Talked about that game. I mm. I, I have bet uh, the Wild to win, but I'm not going to throw that in our parlay. But the over five and a half goals, uh, I, I do think is good. You can still get it some places at five and a half, uh, six at others as well. So uh, might need to shop around. But as far as uh, parlay purposes, I, I will tell you where things stand. While I'm piecing this together and looking for our best odds, Jeff, I am curious what you think of the over in that one. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, like like I said off the top, Minnesota is having real struggles in that. So the Islanders are not a team I bet on the over very much just because they have really solid goaltending. But um, you know, like if, if I was ever going to do it in a spot, I could certainly see a four, three game here getting a six, two, which is obviously different than a 6.5 and you're getting a, a good odd. So, uh, I, I do like betting overs on the wild right now. It's, it's probably a, a good spot. And I think that the number may, may be, may, may be at six just for the reason that it's the Islanders and really no other reason. So yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. 
So on the Action app here, I am just getting crazy numbers. So we may need to, uh, uh, you know, search this thing out uh, over the break. I don't know if uh, you, Dan, Brian, if you're building this thing out uh, on on the fly individually at uh, specific books. It looks like Caesars may be our best, but I'm going yeah, to put it together to find out. Caesars is plus 741. That's the best one. So that, 741. That's with over that's, six. That's if, you, six. If you bring it down to five and a half, it's 634. Okay, is DraftKings because I'm I'm also seeing a seven seventeen on DraftKings, but is that that's, that's a six that's, also, right? Yep, that's right. Got it. Bet MGM, I see a six fifty one. What did you say it was? If you tease it down, Dan, six thirty four. Six thirty four. Yeah, Bet MGM's five and a half at six fifty two. Okay, so uh, I I'll I'll leave it to uh, I'll leave it to the better. You could either do uh, six fifty two with the five and a half. At uh, BetMGM seems to be the best spot, or you could go all the way up to 741, almost a a full dollar higher uh, if you're willing to risk the push, basically. But uh, Moose, we'll play this thing. We'll hope for the best. Always appreciate it. Yeah, I like it. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hopefully, we let's, can. Uh, let's celebrate hit this one, Adam. Tomorrow. We have to make it up to Jeff because we we let him down. Oh, we did, yeah. He, my, de- he, my DeAndre Swift prop hit. You guys I know, did. He, I mean, look, yeah, he, he did his part. <laughs> he did. If you told me before, uh, you know, fr- uh, Thursday night or whatever, that Jonathan Taylor was going to have 18 carries, I would have said he would have been way over 63 rushing yards. But no, he <laughs> ran for like 2.3 yards a carry. It was awful. Yeah, and then mine, mine should have hit. Uh, they, Kicker's for, getting hurt. For, for, oh, God, yeah. yeah the, the <laughs> kick, geez, kicker got really, hurt, and they, they're going for two that. all games. Instead of, it would have been so easy, that last touchdown. Just yeah. kick the extra point we cover. Instead, uh, yeah, two-point conversion. Again, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's oh, it was pain. Sure. Moose, thank you, buddy. Okay, see you guys. Appreciate it. All right, when we come back, we'll put this show to bed. Now it's time to put this show to bed <sighs> with my pillow. Well, we have uh, little time here to put this show to bed. So very quickly, Dan, anything you are especially excited about tomorrow? Oh, action, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Why wasn't yeah. that part of the show parlay? I was looking at it, but I didn't have a pick yet. That you know, I haven't really dug in enough yet to uh, give out a, an official pick on that. But I'll have some on social media tomorrow. Excellent. How did Ralph do tonight, by the way? Chargers minus three and a half. <laughs> Eight, one, and two. Solid bounce back. You know, he he owed me because I, I ste- stepped in dog crap right after filming our video today. So he owed me a nice hit on our uh, on our play tonight. So Yeah, yeah. that was karma. Yep. Eight, I one, hope, and two. I hope you have a, a Ralph column on your sheet and that you're betting the straights on his picks. He's, he's on fire. Yeah. He is. It's, it's unbelievable. He'd be very profitable. Thanks very much to all of our guests. We had Jeff Ulrich most recently, Zach Cohen on before him. Of course, for Brian Butt, for Dan Watkins, I am Adam Kaufman. This is The Gambler with Adam Kaufman. Remember, check out the podcast. Search that full name, The Gambler with Adam Kaufman. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can get lots of insights on college basketball, which is back, looking ahead, early looks at Week 10 in the NFL, and, of course, a massive NHL slate tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. We will talk to you again tomorrow night. For the best night's sleep you've ever had, go to MyPillow.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.